Welcome to the latest episode of EG Like Sunday Morning, this week featuring the powerhouse pairing of Peerless Piers Wainer and Puissant Pui Guanman. How are you both this week? Very well, very well, especially after being called Peerless. Yes, and Puissant, which I think I'm going to have to look up because I'm not <laughs> so sure what that means. But uh, that's powerful, good. powerful Pui. Ah. You are powerful, uh, a mighty warrior. Thank you. Uh, and let, let's let's start with you. Uh, you you've uh, got some interesting news from uh, John Lewis this week. And is it the early launch of their next Mawkish Christmas advert? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe. I mean, um, this week, John Lewis uh, finally seems to be making uh, some headway on its plans to create a 10,000 home BTR portfolio to diversify um, away from uh, retail. So having first outlined its strategy about two years ago in 2020, um, the retailer is now in talks with um, forward funding and development partners on its first three schemes, um, which are going to involve building hundreds of homes um, over and around its Waitrose stores in Bromley, West Ealing and Reading. God, I hope I remembered those those right. Um, the, the latter two um, being partly a play for the extra footfall that the uh, Elizabeth line uh, could bring. And we spoke to uh, John Lewis Partnerships Property and Development Director uh, Chris Harris for the full lowdown. And he told us the company doesn't just want to be the owner and the developer of these sites, but the operator of them too. And he said that is going to be their key uh, USP. That's the real differentiator for their offer. Um, he said also the BTR market is still relatively new in the UK, you know, compared to uh, the rest of Europe and um, the US. So this really gives them that opportunity to sort of shape what the market could could look like here. So um, some some bold uh, uh, stated aims there. <laughs> It's, it's possibly good news for John Lewis that they've already phased out their never knowingly undersold promise. So they they won't have to roll it out to their BTR offering. Yeah, that could get awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's super interesting. I mean, each scheme is going to have, um, you know, studio one, two, three and four bedroom uh, rental flats. Um, and they're going to they promised to provide facilities as well, like roof gardens and fitness studios and all the all the fancy stuff. Um, and everything's going to be furnished by them. And they're going to try and design it to uh, appeal to as many sort of uh, people as possible with both short and long term tenures um, on offer. So, um, so yeah, public consultations are going to begin in the next few months. So it'll be very interesting to see how it all mm. progresses. And uh, Piers, uh, just like Ben Elton, you love a little bit of politics, uh, and this week has given you plenty to grapple with. It has. I mean, the the, the week started um, with, I think that's got to be the worst hangover from a bank holiday weekend ever, hasn't it? <laughs> to, to find that while you were off partying with the Queen, um, you've, <laughs> you've had a vote of no confidence. Well, you've had people submitting enough letters to trigger a vote of confidence. Mm. Um also, I mean, this is this is the man. This is Boris Johnson. This is the man who famously didn't like his um, John Lewis decorated. Oh yeah, rental flat. Um, I mean, <laughs> it all comes back to uh, what was it described as a John Lewis nightmare or something? It was. Yeah, I think it was nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe they should use that on the marketing. Um, <laughs> you too can have your own John Lewis nightmare. But he's a. Uh, 
He's making the making the his, his pitch for the voiceover gig right, right, right while we're here. <laughs> Yeah, I could definitely have it. Yeah, please, please, John Lewis, if you're listening, um, I'd love that job. That would be nice. Um, yeah, so he's, this this is this is obviously depending on how you stand politically and your loyalties to this particular prime minister. This is either a a stunning victory because on Monday night um, he won the vote of confidence and can now not be touched for another year um, in the role of leader, unless of course they change the rules, which having looked at their past form on this, changing the rules when they don't <laughs> like the result of something is, is, is something that happens quite often. Um, or it's it's a, it's a Pyrrhic victory and actually he's still got over 140 of his own MPs, of his own party, saying that they have no confidence in him as prime minister. And it's that that split is just extraordinary. I mean, it's, it's roughly the same um, balance that Theresa May uh, suffered. In fact, it's worse, and she was gone within six months. Um, it's about the same level of opposition as Margaret Thatcher suffered, and she was gone within. Oh God, I can't remember. It was certainly within the year. Um, actually, no, no, it was almost. It was almost immediately, wasn't it? Um, so it's. It, it could. It could either be, as he says, a chance to put all of this behind and carry on with the work of government, which is looking after the people, or it's a real death blow. And fascinatingly, it seems that the industry is split on both camps. So in, in this week's mag, and I think this is really interesting, we've got um, our editor, Samantha, saying that on balance and with a heavy heart, it seems, she no longer has any hope for this prime minister um, or the leadership being provided um, in what I think is is a really quite... a. a a really interesting leader article, actually. Mm. Um, and then on the other end of the magazine, um, relegated to the diary pages. I don't know what that says, actually. <laughs> um, I don't. Have... I don't like. I, I object to the use of relegated in this context. <laughs> <laughs> relegated to the back of the magazine, but of course, on the most important page of all, the diary Absolutely. page, um, <laughs> which is that that. Um, on the eve of the, the vote of no confidence, a, a group of senior Tory donors, and these are people who between them have raised millions of pounds for the Conservative Party. Um, and I think a quarter of the names on that list are um, are property players. So Tony Gallagher's on there, Simon Rubin's on there, um, the founder of Red Rose on there. You know, there, there's some, some big names who have committed some big amounts of money. And they were saying that, this prime minister is the best option. They almost said at the moment, they almost said because of a limited number of other options, um, almost said that that seemed to be kind of implied. I don't know. That might just be me reading between the lines. Um, but no, they, they, they have absolute firm support for this prime minister and his leadership. Whereas on the other hand, you have an awful lot of people saying that they don't support it at all. But who would take their place? Uh, and we're sure to be grappling with with those questions for the rest of the year. But in the meantime, the business of government goes on. Uh, the policies the policies keep coming. Uh, and, they do. Um, you have news on compulsory purchase, Piers. Yeah. Well, this is interesting because um, when the when the levelling up bill was published, um, one of the things that became immediately apparent is that it's very much an enabling bill. So it's it's sort of it looks a bit like a fish skeleton. Uh, in that there are a lot of 
Bear with me on this, kids. Does it? <laughs> it gets stuck in the throat. Yeah, that's. Um... <laughs> There's there's a, a lot of a lot of thin bones on which more matter could hang. That's, I think that's where I'm getting at. Wow, that's strained, isn't it? I write better than I speak. I hope. Um, and, and this we're starting to see some of that that sort of that muscle and flesh being added on. And what's come out this week is um, a consultation paper on compulsory purchase orders. And this is uh, obviously with almost everything that ever comes out of any government anywhere. The stated aim of this is to simplify a complex process, at which point everybody says, yes, absolutely, apart from some lawyers. Um, yes, absolutely. Simplification. That's what we want. We want it all to be simpler. But then you look at the the detail of what they're proposing, and it is a very strong lead on what they're proposing. It's not one of those consultation papers that says we'd welcome any suggestions, please help. They have a very strong idea. And that is essentially that they want local authorities and other authorities, so transport authorities, um, to have the power to compulsorily purchase land with a zero hope value or limited hope value to the point of being zeroed off, um, which essentially means that they could be buying up agricultural land for housing development and paying for it as agricultural land, which is a difference of obviously millions of pounds per hectare. Um, so that and that's being that's being driven through um, as part of the the uh, the leveling up bill. It's going to be added into that, but this is going to be secondary legislation after that. But that thing about um, about allowing local authorities to do this is going to be incredibly contentious. We've had it was put forward in 2018. Um, I mean, it's been put forward several times before, but. Um, this idea of returning to a sort of uh, a, a 1950s way, um, Newtown style of, of um, seizing land. And some of the responses were ferocious. They were um, accusing it of being a socialist policy out of Tory mouths. They were saying that, I mean, even some of the, the slightly more sober responses, that the BPF saying that this is just doesn't make any sense. It's combative. It's it's um, it's aggressive. Um, and the CLA saying that it's um, iniquitous. Um, so it's going to be a really contentious thing. And it's being pushed through by um, a minister, uh, Neil O'Brien, I think it is, um, who her, has previously written hugely in support of giving local authorities the power to essentially confiscate land at basic value. It does seem like some some people may be upset at that part of levelling up uh, might be wiping millions of pounds out of the value of land across the entire country. <laughs> yeah, it seems a strange way to go about it. I mean, you can see with all of these things, you can see the, the positives. You can see why this is a good yeah, idea. Yeah. You can see that if you want to achieve great changes, you need access to large amounts of land. You don't want to be putting in vast amounts of money um, and paying people the appreciation value, you know, up front, you can see where that is, but there's got to be a better way than giving sweeping powers to local authorities to essentially grab land off people for, for lower values than they should be paying. Yeah, it sounds like one of those policies that if you were if you were making a brand new country and starting from scratch, that might be a good exactly. way of going about it, but to impose it on, on a, a, a rather different reality is inevitably going to come with with harsh results. Yes, I think the responses to this consultation will be um, 
fun to read. Let's put it that way. More and more, starting a new country and, and starting from scratch sounds like the appealing thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more, the more we, the more we talk about these things uh, on Easy Like Sunday Morning. Um, and uh, that, that isn't the only uh, leveling up story you've had this week as well, Piers. No, no. Well, the, the, uh, another thing was the um, the Public Accounts Committee, um, which is a select committee of MPs. Um, they came out with, I think it's their fifth report into local government funding, which sounds about as dull as you can possibly get. And with a heavy heart, I read these things. Um, but actually, I knew what this one was going to say before. Um, which is that um, they're looking at levelling up funding and it's a fairly scathing report because they say that the while the, the metrics have been put in place by the, the levelling up bill again, they've made they've got these missions, they've got their objectives. They're now looking at, at looking at the um, the detail of how the things that they're putting in place and the funding that they're putting in place can be measured up to this point. None of it really has been measured and they've had no way of measuring it. And the the committee um, chaired by uh, Meg Hillier, um, Dame Meg Hillier, sorry, um, has said that that actually the measurements that they're proposing don't appear to be robust enough anyway. And all that they're really showing is that they're deciding where this money is going to go and then they're working out justifications for it. Um, and I mean, again, some of, the, some of the comments, like the committee, bear in mind, this is the committee report. This isn't just Dame, Hilli Dame Meg Hillier saying this. Um, she's a Labour MP, but the the committee is uh, majority Conservative MPs. And it's the committee report that says the department has form allocating money and then working out a justification. It has form um, with unsatisfactory um, transparency. Uh, the, it says that um, these uh, the, the policies and programmes are little more than a slogan, that the government is gambling with public money. I mean, that's that's pretty scathing. Again, I mean, it shows this sort of this this divide that's that's emerging. Um, obviously, the uh, the DLUHC, try to make sure I get that in the right word, um, <laughs> has said that they're, they they don't recognise that as a as a verdict, that they're doing lots more, that the that the town's fund wasn't in any way corrupt. No, no, no. I mean, you've got Bob Seeley, who was just the MP for the Isle of Wight, who was just handed um, more money for the Isle of Wight as a sort of a levelling up thing, saying, how dare you interpret what I said about being handed cash as being in any way corrupt? It's not corrupt at all. Um, so, yeah, I think this whole thing about levelling up funding is going to become, again, more and more complex, more and more. Um, uh, what was the what was the word that uh, that was used in the Commons when they decided they weren't allowed to use corrupt? Um, dodgy. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's a, a topic to which we will return uh, in future weeks. And uh, Pui, uh, what else has been keeping you busy this week? Um, yeah, well, I mean, as as well, it's it's been a, a sort of a, a relatively short uh, week compared <laughs> to most um, others. So yeah, I mean, the news the um, news uh, agenda has been pretty much uh, dominated by policy, which um, mm. Piers has been yeah. all over. Um, but there's been quite a bit of uh, REIT activity too. You know, there's been updates from uh, New River, which is back on more uh, solid financial footing after a torrid um, period. Um, and LXI REIT um, too, which is lining up some uh, big ticket forward fundings. Um, our deputy editor, 
uh, Tim Burke also spoke to Palace Capital's Neil Sinclair as well on the back of uh, rumblings of uh, shareholder complaints. Um, and he is uh, uh, on form as ever with uh, with some uh, punchy commentary. So um, do check out uh, the, the mag uh, for, for more on that. Um, and our reporter, um, Evelina, um, also had uh, an interview with the outgoing um, uh, EMEA uh, boss at uh, BlackRock. Uh, so yeah, so a lot of interesting stuff going on even in the, in the space of a, of a few days. <laughs> Good, and you'll be glad to know that there has been enough for me to cobble together a quiz of the week <laughs> uh, for what you like Sunday morning. Uh, a couple of the questions may have been touched on before, uh, but we'll see, we'll see how you do, see how your memories last. Uh, Pui, would you like to go first or second? Oh, um, I will go. I'll go first. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, a four letter word is central. A four letter word is central to Sam McClary's as always impassioned leader this week, which Piers mentioned earlier on. What word? A four letter word. A four letter word. Yeah. And, and Piers, actually, Piers actually did mention this earlier on. Um, I, I will I will take a punt and say hope. It is. It is ah, the word of the week. Absolutely the CPO's word of the week. CPO is on the brain. Hope value. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, Piers, uh, which house builder has appointed Anne Kavanagh as its new chief executive? Panic. Panic in his eyes. That is absolute one panic. Of the, one of the few stories he hasn't written. <laughs> um, is it Telford? Oh my goodness, he's dredged it out from somewhere. That is incredible. Uh, one one, truly, truly <laughs> incredible. Um, Pui, missing word uh, from the headline. Auction house reports rise as blank recedes. Auction house reports rise as blank recedes. Hair. Oh, sorry, it's not my question. <laughs> I think that's right, though, Pui. I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hair is great. That's a great shout. I'll go with hair. <laughs> it, is not, it is not hair. Uh, Piers, would you have had any idea other than hair? Oh, I was, I was definitely going to go for hair. Um, <laughs> is, is it hope? No, uh, it's not hope. Yes, all the answers this week are hope. Uh, it's froth. Uh, auction house uh, reports rise as froth recedes. Uh, the auction house uh, has reported a 13% rise in the number of lots sold this year. Uh, where are we? Piers, blank chief rebuffs shareholder criticism. Blank chief rebuffs shareholder criticism. And I know we would have got this right. Is this, is this Palace? It is Palace. Well done, Piers. You were paying attention to uh, Pui just as she was paying <laughs> attention to you. That's good. Uh, OK, final round. Um, two on to Piers, I think. Two on to Piers. Uh, the diary round. Uh, so, what is, and this is, oh, uh, sorry, Pui, uh, Piers went to the bookies for diary this week and got odds for us on who will be the next prime minister. Oh, God. Can you name one of the leading two candidates who uh, were priced five to one and six to one? So it's odds on who will be the next prime minister. Can you name one of the two leading candidates? Pretty hard to, like. I think of people who could do it. <laughs> yeah, that is that is the problem um, faced by the nation. Uh, um, it's, it's kind of been the problem for, for quite a few years now. <laughs> probably, 
Oh God, I'm just thinking of a bunch of people that I. I... Um, Liz Truss. I don't know. Uh, she was not one of the top two. Pierce, can you recall what what uh, what the bookies said to you? Who, who they who they were tipping? Can Jeremy Hunt at that time? Oh. Was, and I can't. I, he was he was down at six to one. Um, and I can't refresh as often as I like because our <laughs> corporate policy um, won't allow me to the. <laughs> Uh, for some reason, betting sites while I'm meant to be working. That's so mean. Um, and the other one at five to one, five to one, so in the lead was Sir Keir Starmer. Uh, oh. Yeah. Mm. So there you go. Oh, uh, sorry. I thought you meant just the Tory. Uh, as as, as uh, an XPM. As, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's the what was the, the, what was the thing that you found out, though, that you found about Nadine Dorries, whose who's diaries. Uh, um, uh, my 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 own MP, yes, uh, yeah. uh, that's right. Uh, we we did look into her her chance. She wasn't in the the next PM race for some reason, possibly some kind of oversight uh, <laughs> at the bookmakers. But she was, I believe, uh, two hundred and nine to one to be the next leader of the Conservative Party. So uh, anyone looking to make uh, big money, uh, get your get your tenor on the dean. <laughs> Definitely worth a flutter. Um, I think the other thing with with Jeremy Hunt, there was another thing that I spotted, which is that. Um, He's the the uh, the leveling up department has been asked to weigh in on um, on it's not quite fracking it's nearly fracking it's like gas drilling thing in um, Surrey Hills the area of outstanding natural beauty um, and even though Surrey Council said we don't like this and Jeremy Hunt who happens to be the MP for that area said that he doesn't like it and the Lib Dems who are trying to win that area at the next election say they don't like it um the department for leveling up has said that they do like it that they do think that that not quite fracking in the Surrey Hills would be a good idea um which I wonder if that might be something some way of destabilizing Jeremy Hunt <laughs> if it was fracking you could imagine the earthquake sort of rippling underneath him and Putting him down. Piers Wayne there, taking his life into his hands by <laughs> repeatedly saying both Jeremy Hunt and fracking in the same uh, <laughs> section of audio. Well done, Piers. <laughs> uh, so this, uh, to claim a resounding victory over historically one of the finest quiz performers E.G. Like Sunday Morning has ever had. So this, this really will be a feather in your cap, Piers. Uh, for three out of three, what is BTR operator Nirvana Property DNA testing at its developments? Um, <laughs> wow. I mean, the, the... Surely you can only DNA test people. Or no, actually, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Maybe not. Oh, I've seen knowing glances. Oh, hang on. Is this is this the dog poo thing? <laughs> Amazing. Everything is stored somewhere in that brain. Uh, it, is, <laughs> it is. It is dog poo. Apparently, uh, residents' dogs will have their business uh, swab tested uh, on arrival uh, so that anyone caught not picking up after their pets uh, can be identified. Wow. I think brilliant. It's like... It's like 1984 come to life. That's amazing. Pui, so, I'm so glad you said about it, it could only be people because that's the only thing that made me think of other things than people. Because I was, I was thinking, is it the sheet? What are they doing? <laughs> I mean, this is just horrific. <laughs> uh, Marvellous performance, Piers. Three, three, one. I mean, you've got to take, got to take your hat off, don't you, Pui? Absolutely. Uh, chapeau, chapeau. 
Uh, and as always, a fine performance by you both all round. Thank you very much. Uh, and for those of you at home, you have been listening to EG Like Sunday Morning.